Today on Mediating Memory, we'll look at a book that was published in 2013 and is still highly relevant for our world today. History will prove us right. Inside the Warren Commission Report on the Assassination of John F. Kennedy by Howard P. Willens. Willens was a staff member on the Warren Commission and one of the few staff members still writing today. After the break, we will look at this book and see why it is a potential game changer in our understanding of the Kennedy assassination. Almost 60 years after the shocking assassination of President John Kennedy, commentary on the event has hardly diminished. Most of the discussion, as Howard P. Willens observes in his fine first-hand account of the flagship investigation of the crime, the Warren Commission, has been merely to argue over which conspiracy theory among dozens is the correct one. In 2013, the Warren Commission, in a way, fired back at this tendency in the form of this book, written by one of the last surviving staff members of the commission. Willens was a 32-year-old lawyer in the criminal division of the Justice Department in December 1963 when his boss, Deputy Attorney General Nicholas Katzenbach, assigned him to serve as the department's assistant on the commission. In spite of his relative youth, Willens turned out to be a central figure in the commission's work. If not exactly the zealig of the commission, he was at the center of a surprising number of the commission's pivotal moments. His book is that rarest thing in the Kennedy assassination literature, a book that actually contributes importantly to our understanding of the commission's history and findings during those dark days and months. A reading of the book provides convincing evidence that the commission has usually been evaluated according to an a historical standard. Critics start from a perhaps unconscious premise that the Commission could, and therefore should, have had access to every piece of evidence considered important in the case, both at that time and at every point in the future. For example, the Commission, Willens observes, has been criticized for not investigating a fact which the CIA withheld from it, namely that the CIA plotted to kill Castro during Kennedy's presidency. The implication was that the commission was culpable for not having access to information so important to its work. While Willens agrees that the CIA should have come clean to the commission about all its secrets, he notes that the CIA plots have since been investigated by no less than three official inquests, all of which have agreed that there is no evidence that such plots intersected in any way with the Kennedy assassination. Thus, it was doubly illogical to blame the Commission for not investigating facts it could not, by its own efforts, have obtained, one that was in any case later shown to have been a blind alley. What Willens accomplishes with his book, aided by diaries, notes, and a lawyer's attention to detail, is a meticulous day-by-day review of an investigation that unfolded in the messy dynamics of real time and without the knowledge of the often bizarre conspiracy theories of the future. He itemizes the reasons why a commission cover-up was never in the cards. The staff members knew that their futures would be made if they could find evidence of a conspiracy. 
not just the senior members, but the staff too, had careers of integrity that tell strikingly against any effort at falsification. The commission was not driven to complete its work in haste. While it did not have all the time in the world to investigate what commission does, its tenure was again and again extended until it had a total of 10 months to do its work. Within that time period, the commission threw out the FBI report and conducted its own inquest with all due suspicion of the FBI's reliability. It pioneered the single-bullet theory, which has since been shown to be the only explanation of trajectories, shots, and time sequences that actually cannot be said to be magical. Along with Max Holland's book, The Kennedy Assassination Tapes, Willen's book eviscerates the notion that the single-bullet theory is anything but a tour de force of evidentiary analysis. Willens concludes his book with a chapter which covers the many arguments over the years in favor of conspiracy and why the commission staff came to reject every one. A compelling argument on behalf of the Warren Commission's work is that its members were more than ready to submit to self-flagellation in the form of their many appearances at conspiracy conferences and their support for follow-up investigations when public clamor crested. Staff members readily testified before the Senate and House reinvestigations of the assassination in the 1970s. All investigations, except for the last, the House Select Committee investigation in 1979, confirmed every single significant finding of the Warren Commission. Even the House investigation found no reason to dispute the Commission's single-bullet theory or its finding that Kennedy was killed and Connolly hit only by bullets fired from behind, from the sixth-floor depository building window by Lee Harvey Oswald. Only at the last moment did the House Select Committee, by a bare majority, deviate in saying that a second gunman fired from the grassy knoll, but missed. It therefore alleged conspiracy, but as Willens shows, a subsequent investigation demonstrated that acoustic recordings on which this conclusion rested were not recorded in Dealey Plaza and were therefore useless. As a result, subsequent investigations with their various failures and lack of unanimity, have actually burnished the credentials of the Warren Commission, whose conclusions were unanimously arrived at and remain largely unimpeached. These verdicts of Howard Willens are trenchant and themselves unimpeachable from a fact-based perspective. But in our post-fact world of today, politics seems to matter much more than truth. Willens surely did not believe that his memoir would put all talk of conspiracy to rest, or even set in motion a trend in which books on the assassination would mostly stick to the evidence. In a way, as an author from a distant time, he is a writer from another world, providing us a reminder of how a team of young, energetic investigators, even in a time of confusion and grief, could weigh the facts carefully, judicially and rationally, and then arrive at a conclusion so sensible and rock-solid that it has survived, from an empirical standpoint at least, intact for almost six decades. History in the form of the last three official investigations has proven the Warren Commission, if not right, 
then the one that looks best, despite its being the most battered by people who have never read it, Willens reminds us. What Willens' important book tells us is the persuasiveness of the lesson also taught by Gerald Posner's Case Closed and Vincent Budiosi's Reclaiming History. The lesson is that the Kennedy assassination is most misunderstood when it is reduced to one shiny object or another, as is usually the case in the conspiracy literature. The magic bullet, or the acoustic evidence, or shadows on the grassy knoll. The problem with shiny objects is that however much you buff them into appearing dazzling in their distractiveness, they are always viewed outside of their context. You still have to explain away the mountain of marshaled evidence sitting immovably in the background, pointing at one man and only one man. Finding an item of evidence suggestive of conspiracy is only the beginning, even if seemingly unimpeachable. You then have to make the insupportable case as to why all the evidence pointing in the opposite direction is less reliable. Willens and his colleagues asked that question in 1964, and after 10 months and exhaustive efforts came to a finding that Warren knew would be assessed by history. It did not deny all possibility of a conspiracy, but only that the best investigation then possible, all things considered, could find no evidence of one. That conclusion still stands, despite decades of rethinking and re-examining. Until history does decide, that should in the meantime stand as the next best thing. That's it for today's episode of Mediating Memory, a look at Howard P. Willen's book, History Will Prove Us Right. If you enjoyed this program, please go to my website, historyrevisited.blueberry.com. Blueberry is spelled B-L-U-B-R-R-Y.